Hello, my name is Jacob Schondel. I'm the Webmaster and Media and Technology Committee Chair for Shepherd of the Valley Evangelical Lutheran Church. I'd like to invite you to join us this summer on the ShepherdCast for our first ever Spotlight on Outreach series. This summer, I'll get the opportunity to sit down with some of the leaders of both community outreach programs and some groups at our church that are all working to make our community and our world a better place. On July 10th, I'll be sitting down with Susan Kashak, who heads up Shepherd's Kitchen at our church. That's our longest-running outreach program. On July 17th, I'll be sitting down with Joanne Reynolds, who I'm actually supposed to be calling Grandma. Sorry, Grandma. Uh, anyways, she heads up our Lutheran World Relief quilting group. On July 24th, I'll be sitting down with Dottie Scott to talk about our Barney Bear ministry, our prayer shawl ministry, and the ministry which makes mats for the homeless. On July 31st, I'll be sitting down with Becky Larson from the Helping Hands Network in Waynesburg. And on August 7th, I will be sitting down with Joanne Carpenter from Refuge of Hope Ministries downtown Canton. That discussion will be especially interesting because they have just moved into a brand new building in downtown Canton, so we'll be glad to hear from them about that. Every one of these interviews I am extremely excited for, and I hope you will join us for these interviews. It'll be right here on the ShepherdCast podcast feed, and you can get them wherever you get your podcasts, or you can get them by going to sotvchurch.com slash shepherdcast. Until then, we thank you for your continued support of the Shepherd Cast. God bless, and here is your regularly scheduled Sunday morning episode of the Shepherd Cast. Hello, my name is Jacob Schondel. I am the Webmaster and Media and Technology Committee Chair for Shepherd of the Valley, and you are listening to The Shepherd Cast, the weekly podcast from Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church in Sandyville, Ohio. Each week, we bring you our weekly sermon in audio form, as well as our weekly Bible readings. We thank you for joining us for worship, as even though you may not have been able to join us on Sunday morning, we are glad to have you with us through this podcast. Now, if you like what you hear, and you're able, and you live in the Northeast Ohio area, we invite you to join us for worship on Sundays at 9.30 a.m. You can learn more about our worship experience at sotvchurch.com worship. In case you're curious what the readings are for this Sunday, or you would like to follow along in your Bible, we will be taking a look at the readings listed in our show notes for today's episode. Also, when we read our readings, those come out of the NRSV translation of the Bible. So, without further ado, here's this week's readings read by our lay reader, followed by the Gospel and Sermon by the Rev. Scott J. Anderson. Good morning. Good morning. Um, The first lesson comes from Ecclesiastes 1. 2 verses 12 through 14 chapter or book 2 18 through 23 vanity of vanities says the teacher vanity of vanities all is vanity i the teacher when king over israel king over israel in jerusalem applied my mind to seek and to search out wisdom all that is done under heaven 
It is an unhappy business that God has given to human beings to be busy with. I saw all the deeds that are done under the sun, and see all is vanity and a, cha and a chasing after wind. I handed all my toil in which I had toiled under the sun, seeing that I must leave it to those who come after me. And who knows whether they will be wise or foolish. Yet they will be a master of all for which I toiled and used my wisdom under the sun. This also is vanity. So I turned and gave my heart up to despair concerning all the toil of my labors under the sun. Because sometimes one who has toiled with wisdom and knowledge and skill must leave all to be enjoyed by another who did not toil for it. This also is vanity and a great eagle. What do mortals get from all the toil and strain with which they toil under the sun? For all their days are full of pain, and their work is vexation. Even at night their minds do not rest. This is also vanity. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We'll read the psalm responsively. It's Psalm 49, verses 1 through 12. Hear this, all you peoples. Give ear, all you who dwell in the world. You of high degree and low, rich and poor together. My mouth shall speak of wisdom, and my heart shall meditate on understanding. I will incline my ear to a proverb, and set forth my riddle upon the harp. Why should I be afraid in evil days, when the wickedness of those at my heels surrounds me? The wickedness of those who put their trust in their prowess, and boast of their great riches. One can never redeem another, or give to God the ransom of another's life. For the ransom of a life is so great that there would never be enough to pay it. In order to live forever and ever and never see the grave. For we see that the wise die also. Like the dull and stupid, they perish and leave their wealth to those who come after them. Their graves shall be their homes forever, their dwelling places from generation to generation, though they had named the lands after themselves. Even though honored, they cannot live forever. They are like the beasts that perish. The second lesson comes from Colossians book 3, verses 1 through 11. So you have been raised with Christ. Seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are, are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever you is earthly, fornication, impurity, passion, evil desire, and greed, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming on those who are disobedient. These are the ways you also once followed when you were living that life. But now you must get rid of all such things, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and abusive language from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have stripped off the old self with its practices and have clothed yourselves with the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge according to the image of its creator. In the renewal that there is no longer Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave and free, but Christ is all and in all. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Uh, the 12th chapter, uh, beginning at the 13th verse, and we will continue on with the next set of verses, uh, starting at verse 22. Glory to you, O Lord. Now someone in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, 
Tell my brother to divide the family inheritance with me. But he said to him, friend, who sent me to be a judge or arbitrator over you? And he said to them, take care. Be on guard against all kinds of greed, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. Then he told them a parable. The land of a rich man produced abundantly, and he thought to himself, what should I do? For I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build larger ones, and there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life is being demanded of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So it is with those who store up treasures for themselves, but are not rich towards God. And he said to his disciples, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or about what your body will wear. For life is more than food and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens. They neither sow nor reap. They have neither storehouse nor barn. And yet God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? And can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your lifespan of life? If you are not able to do so small a thing as that, why do you worry about the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. And do not keep striving for what you are to eat and what you are to drink. And do not keep worrying, for it is the nations of the world that strive after all these things. And your Father knows that you need them. Instead, strive for his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, Lord God. Please be seated. And let us pray. Gracious and wonderful God, we love you. We praise you. We give you thanks. We thank you, dear Lord, for your word and for your sacrament of Holy Communion. Strengthen us by your grace, that we may share your grace in our lives. Fill us with your love, so that we may love you and love our neighbor. Help us, dear Lord, uh, to be uh, your disciples by denying ourselves, taking up the cross, and following you and the example that you gave us. We ask your Lord to send your Holy Spirit upon me that I may preach your word truthfully and faithfully. In this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
As I shared a little bit earlier, uh, we are uh, winding up uh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame celebrations. And this inspired me to reread a book uh, that I had read when I was growing up, uh, Gail Sayers' autobiography, I Am Third. And uh, it's interesting to read that book uh, because Sayers doesn't uh, puff himself up. Uh, there's many times where uh, he is very, very critical of uh, what he has said and done, especially when he was dealing with a knee injury uh, back in 1968. And so uh, he did, however, was trying to gain perspective of his life, and especially dealing with the death of teammate uh, Brian Piccolo uh, in uh, uh, teammate of his, roommate of his, uh, with the Bears. And he went back to the wisdom that was given to him by his track coach uh, in Kansas. <coughs> the Lord is first. My friends and family and those around me are second. And I am third. And I find this to be a wonderful way of rephrasing what we have heard these past few weeks. We have heard that uh, love commandment and what is uh, the greatest of commandments. You know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. The Lord is first. Love your neighbor as yourself. My family, my friends, and those around me are second. And I am third. It is what we had heard in that parable of the Good Samaritan, of loving neighbor. It is uh, the choice that Mary made to be sitting at Jesus' feet uh, and loving our Lord. And so we have this formula and this restatement of uh, these biblical truths and commandments that we should know and follow. And that is the challenge uh, in our lives is to how do we go about doing this, especially when the temptation is there. After all, uh, I don't know many Buckeye fans, myself included, who will proudly say, we're number three, right? No, we don't do that. But uh, maybe we should. And so we come to this parable in Luke's Gospel uh, after Jesus has been teaching that, as well as the Lord's Prayer, as we heard last week. And so, this parable, again, Jesus doesn't give any titles to it, but we have heard uh, it referred to as the parable of the rich fool. And so, for us who live in 21st century America, we have to ask the question, why is this title given? What makes the rich man a fool? And when we stop and think about it, uh, the uh, things that we uh, uphold uh, and uh, in, in our society today uh, are exhibited by this rich man. Uh, he has been hardworking. Uh, he has been uh, pretty conservative, caring for uh, his business. He has gone out and uh, not only uh, was successful at what he did, 
but also he has these plans for expansion and his 401k uh, seems to be pretty solid. You know, everything seems to be going right for uh, the rich man. So why is he foolish? It is a matter of looking at abundance and scarcity. And the people who heard this parable for the first time probably were a little bit shocked at this man's behavior. Because what has been going on, if you stop and think about it, in this arid land, uh, that this man would have such an enormous abundance. This is not just a blessing. This is nothing short but a miracle given by God. So there is blessing upon blessing, gift upon gift, uh, that has been given to the rich man. Notice in the parable, uh, there is all these eyes and mys in there. You don't see any wees. There's nothing about uh, the hired help who certainly had to have been there to help him amass this fortune. Uh, and above all, that this miracle, this abundance uh, that this man was given was something that to be shared. This was not only a gift given to him, is not only a gift given to his family and his friends and his hired hands, but is also a gift to the community. And he failed to do that. In this uh, parable, we find that the foolishness of this man then is that it's his physical self not his soul, that was his sole concern. Here is this man, and he is only looking out for number one. He cannot conceive that he is third, and that's part of the foolishness. And so this man fails to love. This is our calling as Christians. This is our calling as disciples of Christ. When Jesus asked the question, when, when he was asked the question, how can I be your disciple? How can I be your follower? Jesus had a very simple, straightforward solution. One must deny yourself, take up the cross, and follow me. This is what Jesus is about. For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, to give his life as a ransom for many. We are the recipients of this blessing, of this unselfishness of the Christ, of this love that has been given to us, this grace that has been showered upon us through the cross. And if we follow the logic of uh, the parable, the death and resurrection of Jesus is indeed the greatest miracle given. But the temptation is for us to hoard and not to give. And that's the cycle that we've got to break in our lives, in our ways, in, in the ways we think. This is uh, what the writer of Ecclesiastes was trying to get at. 
And we hear the beginning of uh, that book in the Bible. Uh, vanity of vanities, all is vanity. The Hebrew, Chabel, is hard to translate. And the NRSV uses vanity, and that's probably just as good as word as any. But there is also this sense of uh, being uh, nothingness, of worthlessness, of meaninglessness, of vapor. You, know, you can picture uh, the uh, water vapor in the air and you try to grab hold of it. You know, this is what the writer was saying about chasing after the wind because you can catch up to it maybe, but you can never hold it. And so the writer warns about this desire of placing ourselves as number one rather than number three. It is this sense then of giving in one's life, of putting the right emphasis on the right syllable, you know? Uh, it is putting uh, God first in one's life because it is this sense of service to God as our Lord, uh, the sense of service of love to our neighbor that is paramount. And so uh, it is this sense then that the psalmist has, you know, uh, unless the Lord builds the house, those who labor in vain. Paul also says, in the Lord, your labor will not be in vain. And so there is no vanity here when we put the right emphasis on the right syllable. It is uh, this sense here uh, of our, the right order that we have in our lives, that feeling of what God has done for us. And no matter what we do, if we give God the glory, things will turn out. Uh, Bach had that to God be the glory whenever he wrote a composition that his music was a dedication to God as he used the gifts that he had as a means of glorifying God. And that's the way we should approach our lives of, of giving God the glory in what we say and what we do and even how we think. It is having that sense of giving. Now, uh, the thing is, is that, like the writer of Ecclesiastes uh, continues, is about this chasing after the wind, that uh, everything that we do, if it is for the self, doesn't work out. Um, it is uh, maybe something that, you know, if you're like me, sometimes you really struggle with things in your life. It is... Um, that sense of monotony, maybe, in our lives, where we get up, have some coffee, maybe breakfast, go to work, worry about that meeting, or worry about uh, what's going on, uh, maybe the politics of uh, our business. Come home, have a hard time getting to sleep because you're worried about what's going to happen the next day stop and think about it, what's the point 
of it all. We too may agree with the writer from Ecclesiastes, vanity, vanities, all is vanity. That's why I included this uh, section of uh, Luke that is kind of a bridge between today's reading and next Sunday's reading. It is a reminder for us that we should not be anxious about the stresses in our lives. Rather, we are called to live our lives anxious free. And Jesus points to the ravens. For a Browns fan, that's kind of a tough thing to look at. Um, but even so, that's what it's there. So I can't, can't go beyond that. But yeah, look at the ravens. Uh, and uh, God feeds them. Look at the lilies of the field. God clothes them. God provides for our needs. It is living our lives with the Lord being first that we have complete and utter trust in what God is doing. Sometimes when we see our neighbors in need, that, that's challenging. When we hear of those shootings in El Paso and in Dayton, we get worried. We need to put our trust in God in the situation. We are called again to see our neighbor in need and to shower them with our love. It is being anxious free. It is a means of having the right order in our lives and not being foolish. And so we come back to those words from Gail Sayers in his book. And I find that it's a little disturbing that this very important message that Gail Sayers was trying to get across did not translate into that TV movie that we are more familiar with, Brian's song. Sayers even points out about Brian Piccolo's life that he lived a life knowing he was third. May we in our daily lives love God so much love neighbors so much that we too can say the Lord is first, my friends, my family, and those around me are second, and I am third. And all God's children said, You just heard a very special sermon from Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church. We thank you for listening to the Shepherd Cast this week. If you are listening in the Northeast Ohio area, we invite you to join us for worship if you're able. Our services are Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. You can learn more about our worship environment at our church by visiting sotvchurch.com worship. We are a church in service.
If you wish to support our podcast, we hope you will support us by supporting our outreach. Whether the Spirit moves you to volunteer with one of our outreach programs, or you choose to contribute to the church in another way. One way you can support our church is through the Amazon Smile Program, where the nonprofit of your choice can receive 0.5% of the purchase price of products sold while costing you nothing extra. You can get started by going to smile.amazon.com and searching for Shepherd of the Valley Evangelical Lutheran Church. Of course, we encourage you to keep up with our church at our website at sotvchurch.com. And of course, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SOTV Sandyville. We will be back with another message next week. Tune in then. Until then, we thank you for listening, and God bless.